Hey, what's up, everyone? It's your boy, Taylor. Welcome to the Papillon Podcast. Um, so today, I just want to go over a few little interesting things that uh, happened um, as of yesterday, I believe, or within the past two days. The first one is NFL Hall of Famer Deion Sanders. Uh, he becomes the new head coach of uh, or the new head football coach at Jackson State University. Um, you know, and to be in, to be in charge of the uh, college team, the Tigers. Uh, and what's special about that is that we have a pro NFLer, uh, Hall, of, uh, you know, and Hall of Famer who is deciding to be a head coach at HBCU. Uh, for any of you guys who don't know what HBCU is or what it stands for, it stands for Historically Black College and Universities, um, and that is very. Uh, uh, that's such a, that's a special thing that, you know, uh, a NFL or a pro NFLer, Hall of Famer, all of that is coaching at an HBCU because um, that's unheard of. You know, uh, I might even to sports like that, but even I know most um, college athletes, you know, whether it's football, basketball or any other, other major sports that, you know, that at least America here in America that, that we like to um, tune into as a, you know, as a, as a pastime. Um, you know, every Saturday or Sundays or whatever, you know, whatever day comes on your, uh, <laughs> your sport of choice. Um, we all know that the college athletes, they always vie for the Ivy League colleges. Um, and, it, and if it's not Ivy League, it's, it's still a very, uh, very prestigious public university or, or it's like well-known as tradition, you know, um, uh, you know, you know, people want to go to uh, Notre, well, I mean, <laughs> people want to go to Notre Dame or people want to go to Clemson, um, um, so I can't think of anything, any other part at this point. But so it's, 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 it's tradition to, to aspire to want to be picked up by those those top colleges. And HBCUs are amazing colleges. And when you have the the, the uh, Deion Sanders being a head coach at Jackson State University, it's, it's going to mix up the, the dynamic. You know, it's going to put more... Um, I guess uh, accessibility, power, uh, equality, money into um, Jackson State University, which in turn will probably set a trend that other HBCU, <clears throat> that, excuse me, probably set a trend that other HBCUs will also get. You know, famous coaches um, that the Ivy Leagues are used to getting. Um, and just to kind of give you guys some facts, I have this article that I thought was very poignant and kind of like. Well, it's about it's about the um. Well, it, it kind of gives excuse me, it gives context behind why this is so important. So, uh, this article from the societypages.org, again, the societypages.org, um, titled "Engaging Sports: uh, Assessing the Patterns, uh, uh, Assessing the Patterns: Colon Race, Class, and Opportunities in American Football." And this is from the year uh, 2018. So I'm trying to see what's. I don't want to read the whole article for you guys, but or to you guys. Um, so I, I'll I'll read this part. The racial composition of American football is often presented as evidence of a supposed meritocracy of sport. While 13.2 percent of the U.S. population is black, 47.1 percent of NCAA Division One football players. And 68.7% of National Football League NFL players are black. Um, thus, if black men are more commonly from poor and working class backgrounds compared to white men, 
yet are overrepresented in football, one might conclude that factors such as race and social class play little to no role in player development and selection. Um, research and sociology of sport, however, tells a different story. The cultural glorification of black athletes, racial bias and discrimination in social institutions like education, racial ideologies of black physical superiority and strong social support for sport and families and communities may lead many black men to over identify with sport. While just 1.6% of NCAA football players will play professionally, one study of Division I college football players found that 85% of black players and 39% of white players aspire to the NFL. Um, so, 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 it also too, let me go back to the, um, to the uh, makeup of these of these football teams, uh, you know NCAA division and also the NFL. Sixty eight point seven percent of the players are black, so that's over half of you know <laughs> the people who play. So you would think that, um, but but then but you know you might have a coach that mirrors that. You know, obviously not every coach needs to be black, but you know it, it should mirror it, um, a lot more versus a predominantly white uh, a, a white guy who's a coach. Um, so this is just, this is everything. Um, it's making waves. It, it went viral. So good on Deion Sanders. Um, it's unheard of again for such a, um, uh, a staple in a sports, uh, scene, um, a legend, a hall of famer to go to HBCU because it's not tradition. So I think this was a trend. This will shake up, shake up the dynamic and, um, it gives us, it gives us hope. Uh, for equality and like I said, ac- uh, access and uh, more uh, more money to be added to HBCUs and, and, to, and for HBCUs to be taken seriously and looked at as future uh, prospective colleges um, to, to hold you know you know for HBCUs to be to be the next Clemson or um, and, you know and uh, like the other Ivy League colleges or just famous sports uh, famous football colleges. Um, and then it's so funny that also, so uh, um, along with the news of Deion Sanders becoming the head coach, uh, Jackson State University, Michael Jordan, you know, the legendary uh, uh, pro basketball player, uh, he said he's he's launching a NASCAR racing team. Literally, he's he's launching his own NASCAR racing racing team. So that kind of gives you the uh, the ballpark of how, of how wealthy he is. First of all. And he's going to hire Bubba Wallace. And as you guys know, maybe you don't know, um, Wallace is the famous uh, NASCAR driver who's um, biracial to be exact. He's black and white. And I believe it was, I believe it was last year he um, he came to the public and said that he found a noose hanging in his garage. Uh, to quote him, he said he found a noose hanging on his garage stall. And um, let me just go to the article this other article as well, so that way I'm not misspeaking. Um, but yes, this article from distract distractify.com. Um, but yeah, he's a uh, he's you know, he's a number number 43 car full time in 2018. Uh, he came in second place during the 2018 Daytona 500. Um, and he finished third at the Brickyard 400 the following year. So this guy is well known. Um, he's definitely well, well known now because of the. Uh, because of the uh, unfortunate event that I'm that I'm speaking of right now, so yeah, he found a noose in his garage. Um, and 
I think everyone knows that NASCAR, you know, is, is a very Southern sport. Um, so with that, unfortunately, you kind of you kind of do have a, um, you know, if I'm, you know, I, I will argue to say I'm a mostly conservative um, um, viewing demographic. But honestly, surprisingly, though, um, most of the uh, most people are actually for support because well, let me backtrack. So Bubba Wallace is very vocal and um, very vocal. He's a vocal. Uh, book with his Black Lives Matter support, which obviously I love that, <laughs> you know, yay. And um, but some of the people, some of the fans did not like that, you know, the, the famous, the famous saying, uh, separate, uh, keep politics out of sport. You know, when I watch a sport, I don't want to be preached at, I don't want to do this, even though, um, just yesterday, Trump called this, this, uh, this box or this UFC fighter, I think it's a UFC fighter or maybe a boxer, I, I don't know, but he calls him like all, on live television. So it's kind of, it's kind of hip, uh, it's very uh, hypocritical. Like it's okay if, if it's Donald Trump, you know, kind of, cause he's a president, so obviously that's political calling an uh, athlete. But when it's, when it's anything else, when it's dealing with Black Lives Matter, you know, we're supposed to keep it separate. But I thought that's, I just want to point out that, that hypocrisy. But back to Bubba Wallace, um, yeah, he's been, you know, he's been uh, in the, uh, even more so in the uh, limelight because of finding the noose um, in his garage, you know, based on obviously that is just a racist, um, a racist incident. And that so also, too, I just want to say that Michael Jordan as well, he Michael Jordan buying and uh, or I guess creating, I guess, um, his own NASCAR racing team. Again, as power is 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 not heard of for um you know it's just it's a good move for uh for the black community and um and I, I don't know it just it just you never see that and I think it's, it's a it's a good look for um uh, for black people and other people of color uh especially again NASCAR which is you know usually uh, in the past has been predominantly. Um, you know, uh, I don't know how to say it, I guess, white viewership and, you know, not, not that diverse. So I thought that was, you know, good on Michael Jordan. Um, and I don't know. I just, both of those things, I just, I felt very nice and I'm happy and I can't wait to see how that helps, uh, you know, in the future, um, future, I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> you get the point. Okay. So, um, uh, and then this last, last thing I want to talk about is I bookmarked this on Twitter. This is nothing official, but this lady said something, uh, that I thought was pretty, uh, pretty, um, alarming. And I agree with her. So I don't want to say her name. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't know. Um, I guess for, <laughs> for privacy, but, uh, I was, you know, skimming Twitter and this girl posted, uh, quote, our presidential candidates are 77 and 74 years old. Our Senate majority leader is 78 years old. Our House Speaker is 80 years old. The average age of our Senate um, uh, is 62 years old. The average age of our House is 57. Um, and all these ages, uh, while the average American is 37 years old. And she said, let's not pretend this isn't a problem. We need term limits and young people in office. And I kind of agree. I feel like 
I'm not a politician and, I, and I'm, I'm not major in politics. So, you know, uh, forgive me for that, but or, or forgive me there. But I do think it just kind of makes sense, you know, but I did. I, I don't know. The question the question did kind of pop up in my mind. OK, well, people might call that, you know, ageism or or, or people being or, are you being ageist by, by saying the limit? But I kind of think it's just kind of like. You, I think it's important when you're overseeing a country or whoever you you deem to lead, you need to, in a way, e- either mirror it or have the same ideolo- uh, ideologies. And obviously the, the, obviously, the ideologies need to be, you know, for the betterment of the country. <laughs> you know, like don't be, don't be mirroring, don't, don't be mirroring no lunatic. But, you know, for the general, you know, general idea I think that's that's accurate. And if the average American is 37 years old, for me, I think you if you okay. So let's see. Let's say if one gets if one gets elected president, obviously they're gonna do a four year term. Um, you know, at the least, if not eight. So I think mm, you know what I will go for 65. Yes, if they do. Yes, if they do two terms, that means they will be in their seventies. But I think that's, that's kind of like at the end of the, their, you know, the term. But I, I don't think you being already in your seventies, uh, like she said, our current two president, two presidential candidates, one is seventy-seven years old and one seventy-four. That is too. That that's to me that's not at our best interest, you know. And we yes, we do have a vice president, you know, to obviously if anything happens, they'll take over. Blah blah blah. But I, I just think for for all. Um, is it intense and purpose or intensive purpose? I think no. For all intents and purposes, um, I think that um, I I would say sixty five is the cap. That that's how that's the max you can be, or or that's the that's the oldest you can be when you are about to start a fresh new term as a president. Um, and to me, uh, one example I can think I can kind of correlate with this too is even with driving. I think once a person turns. 65 i don't know i don't know i think 65 is like a good number you know um once a person turns 65 i think they need to take a driving test every year because it's just it's just natural like you know you might lose um eyesight you know your eyesight might deteriorate um and and other things and i and i think it's just for the safety of everybody else on the, on the road i think once you hit that that age you should you should take um job lessons or or like a course every year to make sure okay nothing has changed you still can see and that way you know we, we're that much safer because i because i have seen where you know either either someone is taking a long time to make a turn or it's just small mistakes that that can potentially cause an accident um so with that with that in mind i think even though being a president and driving assists two different things, but I, I just I just think age needs to be in, age needs to be a factor because just how I've seen that there there needs to be an age cap. Okay, you also can't be too young. So why is it why is it bad for me to say that there should be an age cap with you know with consideration and with you know with um with obvious you know um what much I say uh you know with 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 well intent and for for obvious reasons. Uh, and and also for obvious reasons, uh, uh, you should, you probably should not be twenty five being a president because you haven't had enough experience. You probably have not been in the uh, government world yet, or or at least good, you know at least long enough. So that's what I think. I agree with this lady. Um, again, she pointed out that uh, two current presidential candidates are seventy seven years old and one is seventy four years old. Our Senate Majority Leader is seventy eight. Our House Speaker is eighty, and the average age of our Senate sixty two. Um, 
And then uh, the average American, though, is 37 years old. And she said, and she said, let's not pretend this isn't a problem. We need term limits and young people in office. And I, I agree. I agree. Young people are young people right now. It's who's going to be um, young people right now. Um, are the people who's going to be, you know, in the 50s, you know, it's we're going to be the ones here in the future. So it's kind of like the laws that the laws that someone would make now is going to affect us in the long run. So I do think a leader should mirror whoever they're mirroring. And if, if it's not a direct mirror, then at least you should be aware of, of how we think, what's the, uh, you know, um, Maybe we don't agree along this. Uh, maybe we we think something that happened in the past is 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 um is not useful no more. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's not instructive or, or constructive. So that's pretty much it for today. Uh, I don't know. I thought I thought it was those those things I just I talked about today. The the whole Michael Jordan and Hall of Famer Deion Sanders, um, doing those uh you know Deion Sanders becoming a head coach at. Uh, JSU, HBCU, I think that's going to change uh, sports uh, and the, the outlook on HBCUs. They become, they're going to be, I will argue, more respected, and more players are probably going to be like, you know what, I don't mind going to a HBCU because I, I have a chance of being picked up, uh, you know, professionally for NFL. I don't have to go to these, you know, usual go-to colleges. And that just helps black people in so many ways, you know, uh, financially or, you know, economically for equality, uh, for, um, for again, for accessibility uh, and, and for publicity. So I think that's, that's a, a good thing. It's major. And the same thing for Michael Jordan, him, him launching his own NASCAR race team. Amazing. Uh, so that's it for right now. Or that's it for today. Uh, I meant for this to go out yesterday, but... You know, life happens, but, uh, <laughs> but you're weird, but you will hear back from me Friday. Um, and I will have some more, you know, nice, well, to me, interesting, you know, news or, uh, current events tidbits. Um, so come back here, uh, come back here Friday. So we can end the week, we can end the week together on a high note. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in again. This is pop out podcast and I'm your boy Taylor. All right. Catch y'all later.